This podcast episode, we're going to discuss the insidious invisibility of self-censorship. Censorship seems to be a hot topic these days. It is far and wide. The imposition of external forces that wish to censor us. There seems to be an invisible hold, yet most individuals can recall key moments of when they were being censored. I've been censored all my life. You were likely censored throughout your life too. I can give countless examples of being censored, but I wouldn't have to go as far back as childhood. Adult experiences stand out. I remember being in an MPH class, Scientific Foundations in Behavioral Studies, one of my favorite classes ever, where I raised my hand and shared my thoughts on the topic of the discussion led by our professor. I thought it would spark further discussion. To my dismay, something quite the contrary occurred. The class had about 16 students, each having different focuses of study. My focus of study was actually behavioral studies, and this was a core class for me. For others, the class was an elective, like the guy who interjected after I shared my thoughts regarding a scenario proposed by the professor. This classmate said, whenever James speaks, it's like a quagmire. I was taken aback. To be honest, at the time, I wasn't even fully sure the definition of quagmire. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't good. I knew it was being used as a discussion blocker. The guy was former military and clearly didn't like to entertain discussions through the lens of behavior theory, even though that was the basis of the class. It didn't so much bother me that he interjected. I could brush that off. What bothered me was that the professor, one of my favorite professors, didn't respond to him, nor did any of my classmates. The professor simply went on continuing her lecture. Everyone in the room allowed his interjection, which was an insult to me, to set the tone moving forward. It quashed the opportunity for further discussion. My inclusion and desire for explanation were stunted. It was one of those moments that would call a life lesson. When I recall this particular instance, I can still feel the sensation as if it happened yesterday. As glaring as it was in the moment, I could see it so blindingly clear. While the long-term effects were less visible. I come to notice how continued instances like this can lead to a learned self-censorship. Think about it. Based on this type of experience, would someone be more apt to share again? Or is there a negative reinforcement that calls someone to remain quiet during further discussions? Something similar happened a couple of years later when I was working for an HIV organization. Without boring anyone with too many details, I'll give a quick recap. There was a staff meeting and we proceeded to share updates about the services we provided to the community. At the time, I was an outreach coordinator and a younger member of the staff. I spoke about our outreach programs. The discussion then turned 
to how our outreach programs can financially benefit us. I thought that was a strange direction for the discussion to go. We were a nonprofit. Why would someone talk about profiting? After I gave my opinion to the group, to which our finance guy said, oh, I forgot we have Jiminy Cricket here. I was surprised by the comment. Note, this reference was used jokingly to equate me to the conscience in the Pinocchio tale. Sure, I could see that reference as a compliment, but it was meant to be a derogatory insinuation by the finance guy. It changed the flow of the discussion. Once again, no one commented about the interjection. For both of these situations, I was in my late 20s. Both detractors were older than me. When each situation occurred, I wrote it off as due to them not wanting to hear from someone younger and possibly less informed. This explanation worked for my cognitive framing at the time. As for the others having no comment, I simply attributed to them not wanting to go up against the more cantankerous personalities in these respective groups. These are just two stories of many in which I was publicly censored in front of my peers. To say this type of behavior has been normalized for quite some time is an understatement. What do you think? Do you think there's been normalization of censorship? I find myself exploring the relationship of continually witnessing censorship and the effect it has on self-censorship. Am I surprised that there are people being banned right now? Not in the least. Am I surprised that more and more people are finding themselves not speaking up and sharing their voice? No, I'm not. Is there a relationship between these things? I believe so. With the uptick in censorship due to increasing cancel culture, there's often a stance of, you're not bothered by it when it doesn't happen to you. When self-censorship happens, what are the indicators of being bothered by it? Are you bothered by it? Do you have acknowledgement that self-censorship is even happening? How could you express that you're bothered if you never fully acknowledge that it's already happening for you? Most individuals have to go with the flow of the current cultural norms. Does this aspect of culture subdue us in order to suppress individuals from having and sharing dissenting opinions? Would you even know that you're not allowed to have a dissenting opinion by the powers that be? If you think it's you who's choosing to stay silent. An unfortunate contributing factor is our own subdued compliance. We've been groomed by those around us on how we must abide, getting social cues to remain silent or else suffer the consequences. There are ways to shift this. It starts with each of us, perhaps being more mindful of instances when we censor one another.